Morning Church, good to be here this morning. This morning we're going to be looking at Acts 2 and verses 1 to 21. You've already heard the word read out to you by Malcolm. I thank Malcolm for that. Well, let's have a look at it. Let's investigate because the story is all about Pentecost. It's all about the Holy Spirit. Now, the disciples were changed men after the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost. Before the Holy Spirit came, the disciples were fearful and hiding away. But after the Holy Spirit came, the disciples were bold and courageous. They came out of hiding and into the streets of Jerusalem, where they told people about Jesus. You see, before the Holy Spirit came, the disciples didn't have the strength or the power to do the things that Jesus had asked them to do. After the Holy Spirit came, the disciples had the strength and the power to do everything that Jesus had asked them to do. See, Peter's first sermon resulted in about 3,000 people turning to Jesus. If you read through the book of Acts, you will read all the amazing things that God enabled the first disciples to do. The Holy Spirit was given to the disciples to change and give them the power to continue the work of Jesus and to change the world. But what about today? Do believers today need the power of the Holy Spirit like the first disciples did? I think you'll find the answer to that is yes. Followers of Jesus still need the power of the Holy Spirit. For we cannot follow Jesus and do the things he asked us to do in our own strength. The good news is that God has promised to give every believer his precious gift of his Holy Spirit. And God always keeps his promises. Following Jesus is not a matter of willpower, but the Holy Spirit power. You see, God first sent his Spirit at Pentecost, and the disciples were changed men. God still sends his Spirit to believers today. Help us to know our Heavenly Father, to change us, to become like Jesus, to send us into the world and to equip us for all we need. Imagine now, if we had enough chocolate hearts and cards, and cards to deliver, one each to every single member of our town or city or village. If I tried to do it on my own, then it would take me a very long time, wouldn't it? However, if I had enough help, we could probably deliver them quite quickly. You see, before Jesus left earth, this is what he said to his Father in heaven. He told his disciples that they were to give away the message of God's love. They were to give it away, not simply to the people living in Jerusalem, who were the people living nearby, but to all the people living in the rest of the country of Israel and to all the people living in the rest of the world. Jesus gave the disciples a very big task, didn't he? How could the disciples possibly deal with that? How could they do it? They couldn't without help, could they? And so Jesus promised to send them a special helper once he'd left them. This special helper is called the Holy Spirit and who's actually the third person of the Trinity, God himself. On the first Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was given to each one of the disciples. As the Holy Spirit filled them, the disciples were given the power and the ability to give away the message of God's love. 
That's what is available to you and I this morning. Today Jesus still sends us, his followers, out into our families, our communities, our schools, our workplaces and our town of Gateshead to give away the message of God's love. And we, like the disciples, are given the same wonderful helper, the Holy Spirit, to help us. That's what we need today. And you might be asking yourself, what is the Holy Spirit? Let me tell you, let me try and enlighten you. The Holy Spirit is what Billy Graham says, illuminates the minds of people, makes us yearn for God and take spiritual truth and makes it understandable to you and to me. The Holy Spirit is a beautiful and powerful part of who God is. We need him in our life so that we can become who God created us to be. And through his power, we have help in all situations. Without him, we are powerless. Our first encounter with the Holy Spirit is when he convicts us of our sin, shows us that none of us can live up to the righteousness of Jesus, and reveals to us the judgment that is coming to those who die without a saviour. As we repent, confess our sins and receive the gift of salvation, there's a second work of the Holy Spirit when he baptises us as believers and it's available to all and we get his gift of empowerment, helping the believer, you and I, to live a holy life. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we become more like Jesus and we're directed to do his will, the Father's will. Furthermore, the gift is primarily for the empowerment for you and I to witness to others. Acts 1 verse 8. We're encouraged to ask the Holy Spirit to fill us up on a regular basis. When you feel depleted or need strength, ask him to replenish you. You see, over the past few months, some of us would have felt exactly like that when dealing with the coronavirus and the lockdown, as well as other issues that we're having to deal with. It's not enough to exist with the belief that the Father and the Son are first and the Holy Spirit is secondary. They're equal and work in harmony with each other. The uniqueness of the Holy Spirit is his presence within us. Jesus said before he ascended to heaven that the Holy Spirit would come and dwell within us as a believer. With that, he empowers us to live victoriously for the cause of Christ and the glory of the Father. I need to tell you this morning, the Holy Spirit is your helper and mine. Listen to what it says. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. John 16 verse 7. When I think of the Holy Spirit, this is how I think of him. God with us, helping and empowering us to live a flourishing life that radiates the goodness of God. How do you feel this morning? Are you radiating the goodness of God? I don't know about you, but I'm constantly aware of my need for divine help. As my flesh fights for control, it's the spirit that steps in and helps me to be who God created me to be. Do you feel like that this morning? When you're feeling powerless or tired or like you're feeling at life, 
You can have confidence as a believer that you're not alone. You can start each day knowing the Holy Spirit is there to help you. He's the power that sustains you. He's the power that energizes you. He's the power that keeps you on a holy path. I've found that some days I'm the statue and other days I'm the pigeon. Listen, that's life. Some days you will feel like that, that you're the statue. And other days you'll feel that you're the pigeon. But I need to tell you this this morning, church, every single one of you, the Holy Spirit sanctifies you. Listen to what it says in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 11. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. You see, sanctifying means to be set apart as sacred so that you can become more Christ-like. This, this is very important. It's an important process for a believer because we have to leave behind the old and we become something new, someone different. But it's a daily process and it takes time. The Holy Spirit wants to help you in this process of sanctification, to die to your old self and be all that God created you to be to be free from the entanglement of sin and live victoriously. Oh, I want to be like that. Do you want to be like that this morning, church? Listen, the Holy Spirit, it just wants to make you more like Christ. And we all, with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory or being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which, come from, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit, 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 Moses experienced God's glory on the mountaintop but we have communion with him every day we commune with Christ every day we become more like the Lord Jesus Christ as we grow from glory to glory so what's our goal in life this morning our goal is Christ likeness and this takes place through the power of of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps you to do the Father's will. Then the Spirit said to Philip in Acts 8 29, go up and join this chariot. Throughout the New Testament we see the Holy Spirit direct people to do the will of God. Are you and I doing the will of God this morning? There's a question for you to answer and for me. Because the Holy Spirit helps us tune into the voice of the Father and in faith do what you believe, what we believe he's calling us to do. Ask the Spirit this morning to show you what the Father's will would be for you today. And ask him to empower you to carry it out. That's the secret. That's what we need to do. Because the Holy Spirit gives you an eye for ministry. They are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. They are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. You see, God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To the one person, the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. 
The same spirit gives faith, great faith, to another. And to someone else, the same spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what's being said. But it's available to you and I 24-7. It's the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts to the church, to individuals, to you and I, because he alone decides which gift each person should have. 1 Corinthians 12 verses 4 to 11. The Holy Spirit imparts to believers gifts that are needed in the church today. You see, nobody receives all gifts because they're distributed among the body of Christ. Each person receiving different gifts. What's your gift this morning? I want to give you a chance to seek out those gifts and use them because the gifts that you receive will empower you for the calling God has placed on your life, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's in the family, whether it's in the schools, wherever it is, God's placed something on your life where you need to be, your calling. Embrace what God has put inside of you and be his instrument for kingdom purpose. Because that's what we're here for. The Holy Spirit imparts love in your life and my life. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces what? It produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through what? The Holy Spirit, who's been given to us. Romans 5 verses 3 to 5. We find love in our suffering. And for some of us, that's hard to comprehend, hard to understand. As we endure trials, God's love is poured out into us through the Spirit. And it's this empowerment that carries you and I through the hard seasons. Some of us this morning will be going through hard seasons, tough times. When you're doubting this love in your difficulty, remember that the Spirit pours it into your heart. Pours it into your life. Pours it into your situation. The Holy Spirit, what does it do? It gives you and I hope in this world in which we have to live. It says in Romans 15 verse 13, May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing so that the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Are you abounding in hope this morning? Hope as God hopes? This is only possible in abundance through the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit that's available 24-7 to you and I. And it's hope that carries people through all trials and tribulations. Hope is fuel for the soul. I don't know about you, but my soul needs that this morning. We need to tap into this power and experience peace amongst your surroundings. Whatever situation you find yourself in. I'll tell you something else that the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit teaches and he gives insight 
into your situation and into mine. It says in John 14, 26, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. You see, the Holy Spirit will give you insight into what you're reading and furthermore will help you recall what you've read in Scripture. He brings to your mind understanding and truth. Have you ever had one of those moments when you were in a situation and a scripture verse you read or memorised years ago popped into your head, encouraging you in that moment? That was the Holy Spirit reminding you of what you've been taught. He empowers you with understanding and the ability to read and recall important verses that apply to your life. I'll tell you something else the Holy Spirit does. It guides you in your prayers. In Romans 8, 26, it said this, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray, for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes with us with groanings too deep for words. You know, sometimes I find in my life I have no words or I have so much to say that I'm not sure where to start. Have you ever experienced that, church? People, sometimes we don't have the right words. The Holy Spirit knows just what to say. Lean into him this morning. Lean into the Holy Spirit and allow him to express the Father and what needs to be said. I'll tell you something else the Holy Spirit does. It uses you and I for evangelism. And that's what we should be doing as individuals, as a church. Listen to what it says in Acts verse 8, chapter 1. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You see, telling others about Jesus and making disciples is our most important role on this earth. It's literally the last thing Jesus said before he ascended into heaven. Having the Holy Spirit with us means having power to be a witness. We need that power, church. We need that power, people, to tell people about what Jesus did for them on the cross and how he conquered death and he reigns victorious. We reign victorious because of this Holy Spirit power that's available in our lives today. So don't shy away from being an advocate for Christ. It's what you're called to do. Allow the Spirit to empower you for the kingdom purpose of making disciples. Wayne Groom said this, The work of the Holy Spirit is to manifest the active presence of God in the world, and especially in the church. You see, when we went to buy our first house, we had to make a deposit. Why? Because by giving a portion of something to someone, let them know that we were serious one day of taking full possession of it. And it's the same with God. We need to take full possession of what he has for you and I. See, we want to be a Pentecostal church. We want to know the power of the Holy Spirit among us. And so we need to open ourselves to the Holy Spirit and ask him to bless us at Chaldean so that we can be a blessing to the whole community 
of Gateshead and beyond. So I want to leave you with that church this morning. I want you to think on the Holy Spirit power. And I want you to call on that power in your hour of need. Bless your church this morning. And I just say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.